All right, here's a cringe alert. Don't say I didn't warn you. want to play you a few moments from the campaign re-election launch of Joe Biden and Harris, who want a, another chance at stealing another election. Once again, you have been warned about the cringe factor involved in these next clips. And with that, I'm excited to introduce two of those fighters, Vice President Kamala Harris and Doug Enhoff. Thank you, Jose. Good to see everybody. Hello. Happy Biden-Harris campaign launch week. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. And thank you for the very warm welcome and those, those words about fighting and for all your work, Jose and the, and the team at the DNC. I could not be prouder to be a part of this team and to be here with the president, my wife, the vice president, the first lady. It's been such an honor for me these last two plus years to be the first second gentleman in the United States. And I only have uh, one more thing to do, which is that... <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, look, I'm only here because I'm married to her. Um, Kamala Harris, the first female vice president of the United States. By virtue of a stolen and rigged election. Oh, these people are so... I don't know what makes me more upset. The fact that the elections were stolen in 2020, midterms again in 2022, and unless something changes, they're going to attempt at least to rig the election in 2024. What really upsets me is that people of such low IQ and such transparent fakery are allowed to stay there, that we haven't, we haven't corrected the situation. This situation hasn't been corrected yet. You notice how uh, Emhoff can say, oh, we're fighting for this, we're fighting for that. But when President Trump says we're fighting for our country, we're fighting for free and fair elections, oh, he's an insurrectionist. But when the vice president and the first, second gentleman says fight, 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 and the people at the DNC say fight, fight, fight. She's been protecting democracy and fighting for the people her entire career. Because the fight for freedom has no end. The fight for democracy for America has no end. When they use the word fight, it is virtuous and democratic. All right. Then in this virtual kickoff call, you had Joe Biden, who I guess they didn't get his cocktail right during this launch. And once again, he was fighting the teleprompter. They come around and we're in one of them right now. And when we look back years from now, We'll know whether we met this moment. You know, so you gotta let me tell you something because that's so important. We just have to remember who we are. We're the United States of America. And there's simply nothing beyond our capacity if we do it together. So let's go win this thing. Let's finish the job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's get it done. Thank you so much, President Joe Biden and Dr. Joe Biden. I'm personally fired up, and yes, let's finish the job. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Jill is totally uncomfortable on edge. And thank you, Joe Biden president, for such inspiring words. The whole thing's a Mickey Mouse production. But they don't have to have a great production. They don't have to be authentic. They don't have to be real. Because they steal elections. Mickey Mouse. Uh, Richard Gere's gerbil uh, uh, could win how things are going. Because if you rig the elections, doesn't matter how they run the campaign. And since nothing's been done about it, there's been no revolution. There's been no court hearings. No one's gone to jail. No one's gone before a jury. So rest assured, the rig is in the works for 2024. All those people are so cringy. Okay. President Trump has a new word, a new nickname for Joe Biden. He introduces a new name and retires an old favorite. I think so. You saw yesterday he had the cue card. He said, call this one. This is what she's going to ask. And here's the answer. They never did that with me in the White House, I can tell you. What President Trump is referring to there, just in case you missed it, was Joe Biden got caught again having cards, having notes when talking to the press. He had a picture of the person from the New York Times who was supposed to speak to and, and call on for a question with the question and the answer already there. Yeah, because once again, he's a fake president and he's not even a good fake president at that. President Biden is running to running to be the oldest president in American history. He'll be 86 when he's done with the second term if he wins. For some reason, corporate media is doing everything possible to make sure he does, in fact, win again. On Wednesday, the most egregious example. He was busted at a press conference because of a very good cameraman. He had a cheat sheet that not only had the questioner of the L.A. Times, what they look like, but the actual question the reporter would ask. <laughs> Now we're going to take some questions. The first question is from Courtney of the Los Angeles Times. Thank you, Mr. President. Your top economic priority has been to build up U.S. domestic manufacturing in competition with China. Remember, the, uh, he entered the Roosevelt Room. That's why, how do I know that? It was on his card. He flashed <laughs> it to the camera. He says, you take your seat. Uh, then he says, you give brief comments. You ask Liz Schuler, the president of the FLCIO, to say a question. You thank participants, and then you depart. It actually says you depart. It tells you you have to eventually leave the room. I, that, to me, is scary. It's worrisome. And you would think a Democrat would say, man, this is my opportunity to be president of the United States. This guy's vulnerable. Because if you take Marianne Williamson's numbers, combining with RFK Jr., even though there's no debate and they get very little press, they already got about 25% of the vote. We keep our Fox News clips to a minimum because they're still acting as if Joe Biden actually won the 2020 election. And they're such pansy asses and scared of everything that they even settled with Dominion over a case that should have gone to court. But of course, we can cover that some other time. Now, folks, what, uh, what's really funny here is, of course, because the whole thing is rigged, because he's a fake president, because they don't care about even the optics at this point, Corrine Jean-Pierre with this incredible whopper. Oh, this is just totally normal. Oh, everybody does this. Everyone is totally prepared and has all of these pictures and everything uh, in preparation for press conferences. 
It is entirely normal for a president to be briefed on reporters who will be asking questions at a press conference and issues that we expect they might ask about. That's normal? I don't think so. Trump said the same thing. I think so. You saw yesterday he had the cue card. He said, call this one. This is what she's going to ask. And here's the answer. They never did that with me in the White House, I can tell you. But Corrine Jean-Pierre totally lying. Oh, this is absolutely normal. That Everyone does this. No, they don't. Just geriatric puppets of the CCP and the Soros Obama crowd who take half of their 40% of their presidency on vacation so that they can be told what to say next time they appear on camera. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Okay, so let's go back to President Trump and him the retiring of one nickname and reapplying it to someone else. <laughs> On Tuesday, Joe Biden officially announced that he will seek four more disastrous years in the White House. As you know, I've done very well against crooked Hillary Clinton. But today, I'm going to do this, and I think this could be maybe the most important part of what I'm going to say, because this is going to be a major announcement. Are you ready? Is everybody ready? I will be retiring the name Crooked from Hillary Clinton and her moniker. And I'm going to give her a new name, I don't know, like maybe Lovely Hillary or Beautiful Hillary. But I'm going to retire the name Crooked so that we can use the name for Joe Biden because he'll be known from now on as Crooked Joe Biden. You would think that Hillary would be very happy today. She'll be, I think she'll be, she's out there someplace celebrating. Because there's never been anyone in the history of American politics so crooked or dishonest as Joe Biden. And the press absolutely refuses to report it, all that press back there. Because frankly, they're just as crooked as he is, and they are. They're just as crooked. The choice in this election is now between strength and weakness, between success or failure, between safety or anarchy. That was the same choice in 2020 and 2022. I can't wait till President Trump actually outlines, and I think he will. I think maybe he'll do it after he wraps up the primaries, exactly how he plans to win against the rigging machine that has prevailed the last two election cycles, 2020 and 2022. So no more uh, crooked Hillary. Now it's uh, crooked Joe Biden. I was just, I love President Trump. I would call him, I used to call him Hansy Grabby before uh, years ago when I was on YouTube, which I'm no longer on, on YouTube as of Tuesday. They kicked me off, suspended me, and then permanently terminated me really for just being too MAGA. I would call Joe Biden handsy grabby 
But I guess since I'm now completely free on this show, we can just call him what he really is. Pedo Joe. Crooked Pedo Joe. The CCP puppet. Perhaps his most famous hands-on moment came when he put his hands on the wife of Defense Secretary Ash Carter. We've got a lot of thanks to give out. Here. Conservatives panned it. This is the creepiest thing. And so did some liberals. <laughs> no, that ain't right, man. That ain't right. Why are you appeared to smell her hair. And I might also show you a, a pro-Trump ad that in many ways demolishes Joe Biden. Have a look. Joe Biden loves America. Like a grandfather who loves his grandchildren. Joe showers us with his affection, shares wacky stories. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. And loves taking naps. And with your support, Joe can continue being America's grandpa another four years, repairing our reputation abroad. Joe Biden for president. Just like your grandpa, but worse, much worse. Democrat grandpas everywhere are offended by this joke. Red, MAGA, Republican, Libertarian, and free-thinking individuals see the humor in it. It's not about your grandpa, snowflakes, don't get your panties all up in a bunch. Folks, the handsy grabbiness doesn't end. Thursday, yesterday, Joe Biden participated in a take your child to work day greet on the South Lawn. And he started salivating over all the children available. It appears that Joe Biden even tried to lure a little girl into the White House. Yes, baby. What is it like in the White House? Well, what's it like in the White House? Well, here, come here. You hang with me for a minute. And I, you don't want to go in the White House? Okay, all right. Okay. Little girl wants to know what it's like in the White House. Oh, and Joe Biden, boy, does he want to show her what it's like in the White House. Maybe he was just going to turn her over to Hunter Biden and give her or let Hunter give that little girl the Ashley Biden treatment. What a sick ass family. Disgusting, disgusting family. Now, if your grandpa said that, it would be funny because your grandpa probably isn't a pervert. But Joe Biden is. So everything, you would think his handlers would say, dude, just Stay clear of the children. Just, can you do that? Just stay clear of the children. But that is too much. Too much for him. Uh, speaking of children and grandpas and grandchildren, something else uh, embarrassing happened to Joe Biden yesterday during this Take Your Child to Work Day. A little girl uh, asked him about the number of grandchildren he has. I have six grandchildren, and I'm crazy about them. And I speak to them every single day. Not a joke. Matter of fact, I just got finished going through the calls, and uh, only one of them answered the phone. Uh, <laughs> but at least I got to leave a message. And I, my oldest granddaughter is named after one of my daughters who I, I lost in an accident a long time ago. And her name is Naomi. And then I have number two. I have a, a daughter who works in the environmental movement. And her name is Finnegan and named after my mom. And number three, 
my granddaughter. I call her my all-American girl. She was a, a great little athlete, and she's about to graduate from college in about two weeks. And and her name, her name is she's every the, the nickname we call her is Maisie. And then I have two other a granddaughter who I just spoke to did get to speak to, and her name is Natalie, and she is a senior in high school, about to graduate and go off to college where her daddy went to school. And then I have a grandson who's going to be a senior in high school. And then now I have a new, a new baby boy. He's three and a half years old, and his daddy named him after his brother, my deceased son, and he's Bo Biden. So guess what? They're crazy about me. Now, I hope that when I'm a grandfather, I've got one child recently married, that they'll be crazy about me because I'm going to be the kind of grandfather that parents both love and hate because I'm going to spoil the hell out of them and then hand them back over. But it's kind of weird to say they're crazy about me. Usually you say you're crazy about your grandkids, but maybe we all know what that means in Biden parlance, that it means uh, something pervy and sick. Now, of course, he forgot to mention his seventh grandchild, who Hunter Biden from what we understand, has never visited. And that is the love child that he had with a D.C. stripper, London Roberts. Navy Joan is her name. And currently, Hunter Biden is fighting so that she can't even have the Biden name. Then another child asked, where do all these grandchildren live? Anybody else have any questions? Yes, baby. What do you have? Oh. My name's Amelia, and um, where are your where are your um, grandsons or granddaughters? We're okay. Her name is Amelia. She wants to know where my granddaughters are. One granddaughter lives in in Pennsylvania, in Philadelphia. One granddaughter lives in New York. One granddaughter lives in Washington. One granddaughter lives in Wilmington, Delaware. And the other grandsons, uh, my, my grandson lives in California. I left somebody out, didn't I? Anyway, Philadelphia, Wilmington, and I did say five. You're right. So let me see. I got one in New York, two in Philadelphia. There's a three. No, three, because I got one granddaughter who is, I don't know. <laughs> You're confusing me, but they're all around. Wilmington, California, New York, and Philadelphia, the cities they live in. Joe, once again, like you said, you had six grandchildren. You have seven. So sad that Joe Biden, the fake president, whether he's fake or not, can get so easily stumped by a child. I don't know. You're confusing me, but they're all around. Yeah, we're supposed to pretend that he's a legitimate president and everything's okay as he walks and, well, when he does get out, he walks and talks throughout the world with world leaders that they take him seriously. Absolutely ridiculous. A reminder, Joe Biden, you also have a seventh grandchild, four-year-old Navy Joan, who lives in Arkansas as well. See, this, this lack of mental acuity and ability to just function 
like a normal adult, like many normal adults his age even, that is why they don't want Joe Biden to have any sort of debates. The DNC has already said, yep, Joe Biden's our guy. And they don't want to have any debates in the primaries because they know that, oh, I don't know, someone who's intellectual like RFK Jr. or anyone of average intelligence would absolutely decimate him. Well, the, f the fascinating thing is they will not allow um, for the primaries. They're not going to allow debates. Oh, they don't want to let RFK on a stage with Biden. Yeah. Uh, RFK will rip that old man up. RFK would rip up that old man, like Joe Rogan's comedian guest said. But of course, that's not, of course, that's not going to happen for two reasons. One, there's not going to be a Democratic Party primary debate in which Joe Biden will participate. And two, we're assuming if they were, <laughs> that Joe Biden could even find his way up on stage and to the podium. Let's go back to Wednesday where Joe and Jill hosted South Korean President Yoon Suk-yeol and Mrs. Kim for a state dinner in the East Room. Biden f uh, mumbled through his remarks, and then after mumbling, you know, through a, a prepared statement, he was lost and uh, had to be told where to go. Thank you, President. We're here on this side. I'm on that side. The sad thing is that that was actually the uh, the second time that day that Joe Biden had gotten confused as Russia Today had tweeted out, did Biden get lost leading South Korea's President Yoon Suk-yeol off stage? You be the judge. <laughs> How embarrassing that world leaders have to play along and pretend that Joe Biden isn't the potato that he is. Um, that's embarrassing for world leaders. Unfortunately, probably just as embarrassing. Well, no, not just as embarrassing as it is for us. It's more embarrassing for us. But I'm sure the world leaders don't like being a dirty diaper babysitter. Speaking of babies and Joe Biden, I know I come up with some weird transitions, and segues sometimes. Let's talk about the aforementioned Hunter Biden and what his lawyers and representatives are doing and have been doing the last couple of days with the Justice Department in D.C. First on CNN, lawyers for Hunter Biden met with Justice Department officials today. The president's son is under federal investigation for tax evasion. This was a meeting between some of Hunter Biden's criminal defense attorneys and top Justice Department officials. Now our colleagues, Eileen Grafe and Steve Williams, caught that exclusive video. There you can see one of Hunter Biden's attorneys, Chris Clark, along with some of his associates entering that building, which is the Justice Department headquarters in Washington. And on Friday, we broke the story that there would be a meeting between these two sides. And that is significant because there has not been a public development in this criminal investigation into the president's son in nearly a year. 
Now, I've learned that this meeting was requested by Hunter Biden's attorneys. They're seeking an update on the status of the case. The Justice Department said, sure, come on in. And they set a date. Now, we're told today in attendance were representatives from the Justice Department's tax division. And I will note uh, the tax division currently does not have a politically appointed chief. So that's a career official who's in charge of that division, as well as the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware. And the Trump appointed U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David Weiss, he stayed on after former President Trump left office to continue overseeing this investigation. Now, we don't like CNN. They're fake news. That being said, they do get leaks from the deep state so that their narrative can be formed. So what kind of information is the deep state leaking to CNN about this entire Hunter Biden affair? So what do you and your sources know about the current status of this criminal investigation? Well, it's interesting how little has changed since our colleague Evan Perez reported last summer that prosecutors had really narrowed down the charges to potentially uh, some tax charges and possibly one false statement charge related to the purchase of a gun and not disclosing his addiction. But then nothing happened for nearly a year. And at this point, it's unclear whether they got any disposition on the case. I was told by sources not to expect one, but we're still reporting out exactly what happened when these two sides met. And of course, at this point, the Justice Department is not commenting. CNN's sources telling them, yeah, Hunter Biden's going to get away with this. Nothing's going to happen. Remember, he's been the recipient of this cover-up largesse ever, well, forever, but even when Trump was there and had his attorney general, we know that Bill Barr was playing cover for Hunter Biden. This has been going on for a long time. We shouldn't really expect anything to happen. I mean, illegally getting a gun, tax evasion, all kinds of other things. Nope, we're not going to go after that, but we're going to go after President Trump, who rightfully could have classified information and trumped up bogus charges in New York. Uh, Rico uh, BS in Atlanta saying that he tried to steal the election by questioning the results. Oh yeah, let's not forget the Gene E. Carroll rape charge that has been resurrected yet again. And boy, is this a crazy story. And now we will turn to the latest in the New York civil trial that's been brought against Donald Trump. Uh, witnesses have begun their testimony today in the defamation and battery case against the former president brought by E. Jean Carroll. She's uh, a columnist who accuses Trump of raping her. She was the first person to take the witness stand in this case. So Carroll claims that Trump assaulted her in a luxury department store dressing room nearly three decades ago and later defamed her after she came forward with the allegations. Trump has vehemently denied the rape even occurred and that he ever knew Carroll, at times calling her a nut job and mentally sick. He's also repeatedly said, she's not my type. Eugene Carroll still on the stand, Terry, and she's been giving at times emotional and, and halting testimony about what she says happened to her sometime in the mid-1990s at the hands of, of former President Trump. This is before the presidency, before The Apprentice, when Donald Trump was known at least to, to E. Jean Carroll as just a real estate tycoon. She had seen him in the tabloids, first met him in 1987 and showed the jury a picture of that first meeting where E. Jean Carroll is standing with her then-husband, John Johnson, a, a television anchorman at the time. And there's Donald Trump along with his wife at the time, uh, Ivana. That was the first encounter. And then they had this chance encounter, she said, at Bergdorf Goodman 
where uh, she thinks it was a Thursday night and, and she was leaving, he was entering, they recognized one another and he started asking her for help selecting a gift. And at first she said it was very joshing, uh, her, her term, playful almost, flirtatious. Uh, then in a department store dressing room is where it took a much darker turn and she described being assaulted by former President Trump, him banging the door shut, banging her head against the wall, physically restraining her, and then sexually assaulting her. Uh, and, and she said it left her unable to ever have a romantic relationship again. Now, I'm a unabashedly pro-Trump and MAGA. We shouldn't take rape lightly at all, nor accusations of rape lightly at all. But they have to be vetted. We can't do this whole Me Too movement where people get canceled just on false accusations. And you do have to look at the character of the person making the accusation. So she's in there in court saying, oh, I can't have a romantic relationship because I was raped by President Trump. But if we go back to CNN, not uh, too long ago, I want to say this is a few years ago. I don't have the exact date on this, but this is uh, E. Jean Carroll the woman accusing Trump of rape. This is how she described rape to Anderson Cooper on CNN. It was so weird that this, that Anderson Cooper, a homosexual man, uh, even he and CNN had to cut to a commercial. It was so cringy. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not. This was not sexual. For it just it it hurt. It just what it just you know. But I think most people think of rape as a. I mean, it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> Yeah, E. Jean Carroll doesn't seem to have to be playing with a, uh, a full set of marbles. And then let's not forget this from June of 2019. And this, I'm going to end our episode with this. So appreciate you folks following me. I'm not on YouTube. I'm not going to be on YouTube again. They said I have a permanent uh, suspension. I've been terminated from YouTube and I can't start a new channel. I can't do anything on YouTube. Please support Juniorette and her channel, which is called Nothing But The News with Juniorette. And also, please support us. I mean, uh, our, our model was we were mostly on YouTube and that was ad supported, but we don't have that luxury anymore. So if you appreciate the work that we're doing here as a BCP family and our BCP family media studios, Please support us either on Patreon, on Locals, uh, become a member, uh, subscribe. All depends on what platform you prefer to watch the show on. But you can just head over easily over to Patreon. That's bcpextras.com, bcpextras.com, and support us over there. That would mean uh, a lot. Uh, obviously, we've lost all our income from YouTube, and we appreciate you following us here. All right, so we're going to end with this. This is a, a reminder article, and you tell me if E. Jean Carroll is someone that's supposed to be 
uh, believed and trusted. Trump rape accuser E. Jean Carroll reveals she sexually harassed Roger Ailes by demanding he twirl, flashing her legs on air, and saying he was her future husband and a pearl of his sex. Writer E. Jean Carroll was cross-examined by lawyers for the former president. Mr. Trump has denied the encounter ever happened. Donald Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina, wasted no time trying to raise doubts about E. Jean Carroll's allegation that in the mid-1990s, former President Trump assaulted her in a New York department store dressing room. Tacopina asked Carroll about, quote, supposedly being raped by Trump. Not supposedly, Carroll replied, I was raped. That's your version, Tacopina responded. Carroll, those are the facts. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not this was not sexual. Carol alleges the attack was violent and left her traumatized. She did not report it to police. Most people think of rape as a I mean it is a violent assault. It is not. I a think sexual. most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. In a heated exchange, Takapina noted Carol never screamed at Trump during the assault or screamed for help. I'm not a screamer, Carol testified, adding later in a raised voice, I'm telling you, he raped me whether I screamed or not. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. Takapina suggested Carol made the allegation publicly just to sell her autobiography, which was released in 2019. Carol denied that and said she came forward after women began sharing their stories during the Me Too movement. Trump has repeatedly denied the allegations. In a statement, the communications director for Trump's re-election campaign called the civil trial a fake case and a witch hunt. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. You're fascinating to talk to. <laughs> this case is 100% revolving around the credibility of E. Jean Carroll. These nine jurors must believe her in order to find for her an award damages. I'll leave it up to you, the credibility of E. Jean Carroll, who didn't report it, didn't do anything, not that... Not that you have to scream for it to be rape, but release it during the fortuitous time of the Me Too movement and releasing a book. And then her with Anderson Cooper saying, as I've played it over and over again, that it wasn't rape, it wasn't sexy, she wasn't a victim, but now she is. She wasn't hurt and ravished, but now she was raped. You know, she's flip-flopping her story. And then the sick idea that everyone has rape fantasies. I'm thinking, and I'm going out on a limb here, that that just might be projection by Miss E. Jean Carroll. Maybe she's the one who has these fantasies of being raped and had fantasies of Trump raping her. And now she's trying to get her 15 seconds of fame and some ching-ching cheddar with the false allegation. Thanks for being here. We'll be back. Hang tight. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless.